All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another edition of our Spring ML Salesforce podcast, Insight to Action. Today, I have Michael Sloan of UPS with me. Michael is the VP of Global Sales Operations and really happy to have you today here, Michael. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and thanks for having me. Absolutely. Glad you could join us. Um, so, you know, I want to dive right in here. You've been at UPS, uh, you know, about 10 years or so, but um, your first experience with data and analytics was back in your days in the Marine Corps. Uh, can you tell us about that? Yeah, Matt, I sure can. And uh, again, thank you. So, yeah, when I was in uh, the Marine Corps Reserve, it seems like yesterday, but it's not yesterday. <laughs> it's been a while now. Um, I actually had an opportunity while I was in uh, Kuwait supporting the the, uh, the war there in 2003 uh, to work in the operations uh, department. And, and there were some analytical projects that uh, that they needed some help with. They kind of went around, hey, who knows how to use computers type of thing. <laughs> Volunteers, volunteering in the, in the military is always a tricky equation to balance. <laughs> Um, uh, but I did, and it was a, it was an excellent opportunity uh, to learn about how the application of analytics can can provide value in real world situations, and in this case, uh, potentially save lives. So it was a really good experience, and really kind of kickstarted my interest in not just the analytics themselves. I and mean, I'm I'm a bit of a, a nerd, <laughs> which might not be a surprise um, in this context, uh, but also more importantly how the analytics are applied by, by leaders for decision-making that can accelerate decision and, and uh, save wasted time, yeah. but also uh, augment and help make a more informed decision than would have been made without the analytics. And that, that's really what I'm excited about um, in my career at UPS as it's progressed and, and in my position uh, currently, um, I have a really good opportunity to, uh, to help provide resources to the team and the analytics experts that can yeah. generate uh, meaningful insights for our leadership team. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm trying to just bolster that, that structure and that um, foundation at UPS uh, for the sales organization. That, that, that's great, Michael. Thank you for that. And, and so, you know, when you let's dig in a little deeper there. So you made your move, you know, out of the Marine Corps uh, and into the private sector and you've had a, a great run at UPS so far. So can, can you just share a little bit about what that career journey has looked like at UPS and how did you kind of go from, from getting started to, um, to the position that you're in today? And, you know, any, any things from a background leadership perspective that, you know, whether it's from, you know, your personal style or what you learned as a, as a Marine that have helped you along the way? Yeah, sure thing. The, the starting point for my career with, with UPS was was in our you know inside sales function. I've been in the sales organization throughout my career uh, here at UPS, and um, you know oddly enough, I, I was working through some other jobs while I was in the Marine Corps uh, Reserve at the tail end and finishing up college, and had an excellent opportunity to to begin my career at UPS, which I'm very thankful for. And along that you know, kind of journey. The application of um, you know the the leadership um, and discipline and structure that comes from the Marine Corps uh, has been very very valuable um, to applying how how things are done at UPS and and how um, those disciplines can be can be applied at UPS to to change uh, management behaviors and leadership thought behaviors 
and also how we can support our customers and prioritize our, our customers in the Marine Corps. One of the, the things that, um, and across the entire military for that matter, is that the mission is always first, um, you know, in the moment at a tactical level. And um, our customers are first at UPS. And that, I think that uh, that connectivity has been very you know helpful for me and uh, hopefully helpful for the folks that I've you know, worked with it at UPS along my, you know, career, as you mentioned, for 10 years. That, that, that's cool. And, and so, you know, from that first experience in inside sales, can you, can you kind of walk through some of the roles that you've held? Um, you know, I think it helps both shape, you know, and inspire, you know, future people, you know, who, who might be looking to uh, ways to grow their career, but also probably can elaborate a little bit on the, the various different roles and opportunities that an enterprise sales team, you know, actually has. Yeah, I can. And I hope so, because, you know, <laughs> the, the career path is always unique and, and different. And, and one of the great things about our organization is we have a lot of different opportunities for career paths for, fo- for folks based on what their interests are and, um, you know, where they would like to, to contribute and, mm-hmm. and uh, provide opportunities for them and their family. And, and for me, it's been no different than that. I was in inside sales. Like I said, I had a couple of different roles from from a, a sales resource to a sales management um, opportunity to some sales operations and analytics opportunities there as well. Uh, I had some rotation opportunity to field sales um, with UPS and then, and then to the corporate office in a couple of different capacities uh, with our analytics and our technology platforms, um, including and now inclusive of uh, you know, the strategy and for the sales team as, as well as our data and analytics. Um, and sales operations team. So it's been a really good, diverse view of, of the UPS ecosystem and, and how we support our customers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a really good opportunity for me. Yeah, that's great. And, and so, you know, in your role today, I mean, UPS, big, well-known global organization, just, you know, without getting into, you know, specific numbers or anything like that, can you just give a sense of the, you know, scale and scope of the uh, organization that you're supporting? Yeah, I can. And, you know, those are the folks, uh, you know, that are listening that, that understand UPS or maybe do a little research on UPS. You see that we're, you know, a global supply chain organization that that seeks to support our customers from, from end to end on their supply chain, including technology, um, brokerage for international. So in the sales world, you know, my team supports the global sales team. And that would include all the various business units that the UPS offers for our customers. And, um, you know, the U.S., all, all the international countries that we operate in. And then, again, everything from, from kind of moving the boxes that folks might be shopping online and get delivered to their home, to, to cargo freight, to brokerage, to international flights, et cetera. We, you know, my, my team supports the global sales team that's engaging directly with our customers to help them. Uh, support their business objectives. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. So, uh, you know, when we were talking and preparing for this, uh, this discussion, you know, we, we, you know, bantered around a few stories and, and thinking about how, you know, analytics is, has matured throughout your course at, at uh, of time at UPS. And, you know, there was one, one anecdote that I thought was, you know, kind of, kind of fun that I'd like you to share, you know, um, we still run in today to organizations, big, you know, global organizations make, you know, uh, you know, who still live with heavy use of spreadsheets. And I think that's, you know, no different um, 
at UPS, right? And so for all the, you know, the desire to move into, you know, quote unquote, more advanced tools and things like that. I mean, it, you know, spreadsheets still, you know, are, are ubiquitous, uh, you know, across not just UPS, but lots of organizations. But you, you had an intern who came in and had a very interesting experience trying to, um, you know, get acquainted, right, and, and live in that world. Can you can you share that story with our listeners? Yeah, again, <laughs> thank you for mentioning it. It's one of the, the most eye-opening situations that I've had in, in, in my career. And um, you know, probably no different than many of the, the folks that are listening have, have had in, in uh, various opportunities in their world. But um, I guess it was last year we, we had a, uh, an intern or a co-op student supporting our team um, from, a, from a local college that, that came in and was working on a project with us. And, and they were going to give us an update on kind of where did they stand to the, the project and, and what progress that they've made, kind of, you know, what help do they need, et cetera. And we kind of got into it. And I was like, so, you know, what tools did you use? I was asking them some questions and uh, said, hey, do you mind, could you show it? Could you put it in an Excel format? I just want to see what that might look like. And they kind of looked at us like we were kind of crazy. And I was like, what's wrong? You look, you look confused, like you're not sure how to answer the question. <laughs> And, um, well, I don't know how to use Excel. I, I, in this case, it was Python. I, I use Python. I use R. I use some other tools, but I don't use Excel. Never needed to use Excel. And <laughs> I consider it to be a very inefficient way to do things. So, um, which is a challenge, right? In my world, that, that's sort of, you know, my background has been Excel was a big part of the way that, that we conducted analytics. Yeah. Um, so that was a real eye opening. Hey, wait a minute. The, the progression of analytics and technologies and the way that we can do things faster, better, more efficient, more accurate, more complex. Um, we have to be embracing that. And that starts, you know, with, with me and, and the other leaders in the organization mm -hmm. to be, to be open to new ways of doing things. Uh, it was a really good example of how analytics have, have advanced in such a short period of time beyond what it was just even five years ago. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Thanks for that story. So, you know, so speaking of that evolution of analytics, right? So, um, you know, UPS is on its journey, you know, no doubt there's still lots of Excel spreadsheets, right? But, you know, can you talk a little bit about what that evolution has, has started to take shape as? Um, what are some of the driving imperatives, right, for driving that evolution? And, and then if you could also drill into, you know, the role that Salesforce has played in that, both from a, you know, a, you know, a CRM, a, you know, sales cloud, but also with, with Einstein. Sure thing. Yeah, I think one of the key pieces is comfort, right? Mm -hmm. um, folks are comfortable with spreadsheets. Whether they're efficient or, or not is not always the factor, but rather comfort. So getting you know, getting folks comfortable with something different is a change management approach, but there's some key foundational things that go with making it more comfortable. So equally comfortable is not really good enough because why would I change to something different that's just as good as what I had before? It has to be naturally more comfortable or more efficient um, without really having to require a whole lot of training, education, painful that uh, adoption, et cetera. So a few things that we've found to be successful there are, are mobile, 
mm-hmm. when it works and, and is effective on the mobile device, particularly in the sales organization, there's often the mobility. Uh, the recent <laughs> pandemic has changed that to a degree, but the mobile nonetheless is, is key. And the other is being able to take action. So one of the, in the past, maybe you had like a .NET application or some type of web-based or even a report in Salesforce that was this quote-unquote standard Salesforce report. You, you can't really take action from that report, but in the spreadsheet, I can just pop in a column and start taking some notes, flip it back to my, my team or my counterpart or whoever it is, and and move pretty quickly. So being able to take action from the report is also another key area. So those are kind of the two that stand out to me the most that are helping us adopt uh, the new Einstein technology because the mobile is there um, and the the action framework being embedded into many of the dashboards and reports allow the team to quickly set up an invite or or send a chatter note to, to whomever they might have a question about what they're seeing, et cetera. Those two things together, I think, are at the top of mind. There's other there's other advantages that are helping from a change management, but those two kind of come to the top of mind. Sure. No, thank you. And and if I might, right, the you know that notion of taking notes in an Excel spreadsheet, and you know if you've got a depending on the size of your organization, right, somebody who can help get some notes back someplace else and take action, you know, that's not always easy, right? And a lot of things can get lost in the process. Uh, Yeah. So Michael, thank you. And and just drilling down on on that a little bit further, can you can you kind of talk about the value then of using, you know, Salesforce and Sales Cloud then as your single source of truth as opposed to having, you know, uh, people running around with with a bunch of different Excel spreadsheets that maybe don't talk to each other. Yeah, I can. Great, great question. And um, another great advantage of having the Einstein um, layer on, on the dashboards um, and reports, lenses, and the account records, et cetera, is the objective is if we think about a team approach of, of salespeople that are working with a customer, the objective would be that that um, team be able to go to Salesforce and work together, see the information. They don't have to to get on phone calls constantly and ask each other for updates necessarily. Um, and and, and you know, that's a pretty standard concept for, for Salesforce, right? But the Einstein component that layers into that is now they can go to the account record. They can see key facts all, all in the same place. They don't have to wonder about, oh, what was it, this number or that report or which report do I use? And then if they're wanting to keep each other updated as they're progressing with the team, maybe someone met with the customer yesterday and another, another one of the team members wants to know how the meeting went. Um, from, from some of the reportings, they can interact with each other. They can go check numbers. And uh, that single source of the truth and having everyone inside the same platform and keeping track of what's, what's occurring with the customer, most importantly, keeps the team on the same page. And that way, the, the experience that the customer has in working with the, the UPS sales team um, is, is high quality mm-hmm. and continues to reinforce the value in working with UPS for our customers. Oh, cool. Thank you. So, you know, we've talked, uh, you know, the, the notion of, um, you know, some change management has come up here a few times and, you know, doing things one way and, you know, trying to get folks to do things a new way. You know, that can be a challenge you know, on a lot of fronts, right? And so one, UPS is a large, large organization, right? So change management just across that many people <laughs> fundamentally 
is, is a challenge. But, you know, I, one thing that's amazed me is the tenure of people at UPS. It's really, you know, awesome to see in today's, and age, today's day and age with, you know, so much tenure and loyalty to a company. Um, so with that, you have a lot of people with long history at, at UPS. Um, you know, you're kind of a newbie <laughs> with, with 10 years, right? So what, what are some of the, you know, cultural and change management challenges that you've, you've run into as you're trying to kind of, you know, push things forward and, and grow that evolution of analytics? And, you know, how, how have you overcome some of that? And what advice do you might have for other leaders out there who are, you know, facing similar challenges? Yeah, thank you for the question. It's a good one. And um, yeah, change management, many of the things that we, we talked about here today, Matt, are, are um, my commentary is a lot around the ideal, right? Mm -hmm. Certainly not to suggest that there hasn't been or there doesn't continue to be change management involved with the single source of, tr of truth with Salesforce, for example. Mm -hmm. We certainly still have situations where Excel sheets are floating around, as we talked mm -hmm. about. But we know that, that there's a better way to do it. And as we continue to tackle the change management and improve the technology to make it more comfortable, more efficient, then we're making good progress there. Um, the comfort level is really with it in the context of analytics and reporting. Um, and as we start to, to dip into artificial intelligence capabilities that Einstein offers, is the change management piece is really the comfort and, and showing folks that the the alternative to whatever previous ways of doing business were is better. Not only is it better for them, it's better for their team, it's better for our customers, um, et cetera. Then, uh, you know, we can move forward and we are moving forward. The challenge really has been the time that it takes to get someone or a group of people to, to take a break, take a breath and look at, hey, here's the new way. Here's the option that you have. Here's how, why it's so much better. And most of the time, as we take that time, mm -hmm. then we're able to make really good change management progress. Um, you know, we have a lot of folks at UPS and, and maybe isn't different in other places where not that long ago, everything was on a printed out piece of paper report. It, they didn't yep. even have a CRM type of technology, or if they did, it was very unrefined, not, not like, you know, Salesforce. Mm -hmm. So, the, those behaviors are are difficult to change and, and the old ways of doing things um, in some cases are still effective, <laughs> Yeah. right? Printing out a report is not necessarily an ineffective way of doing something all the time, but the, most of the, you know, most of the time the technology that we have available to us today for our teams is more effective. So it's not so much to come to you, Matt, and say, Hey, the way you do things is wrong so much that it is the way, Hey, Here's a better way. The way that you're yeah. doing it's working. Yes, but here's a better way to make your team more, effic more efficient, work with our customers in a cohesive way. And um, those of you all that, that maybe have listened to, to uh, the new UPS CEO um, on our earnings calls, et cetera, our, our better, not bigger approach mm -hmm. really applies here to make sure that we're, we're doing things the best way we can and uh, the data and analytics approach through Salesforce for our sales team is, is, a, uh, is a key piece of that. Uh, thank you. And, you know, it strikes me that I think you used the word comfort a few times, both here in this answer and, and earlier on. And I, I like that notion. Um, that's not something that, um, you know, I think most people think about when you're thinking about, you know, data and analytics and, you know, kind of hard right brain stuff. Right. And that that comfort 
is critically important and, and has to come along with, um, you know, with the adoption and change management. So, so thanks for that. Um, so, you know, you also briefly mentioned AI. Can, can you talk about, you know, uh, you know, as you're thinking about next steps as UPS continues to, you know, be that better, not necessarily bigger company and, and you know, changes that are going on in the broader economy as a whole, you know, just, you know, what are some of Michael Sloan's thoughts as, you know, the future for advanced analytics and AI and, you know, what, what are some suggestions you might have for, for companies as they try to grapple with these advancements? Yeah, that's a, that's a big question, Matt, and a good one. Um, and yeah, there's a, you know, there's a lot of people on my team that are probably better equipped to answer that question than I am in terms of the details of AI's capabilities and what it can do and what, what, what their priorities should be and that sort of thing. Uh, from, from a business application perspective where I think, um, you know, as a broader statement, not specific to mm -hmm. UPS necessarily, is continuing to find ways for the artificial intelligence technology to, to augment the human component of engaging with, with customers or with, with, with people in like a social network type of environment. Mm -hmm. and, and obviously many of the, the social network companies are, are well down that path as we interact with those platforms. We can see whether you notice it or not, um, you know, a lot of the engagement that we have in those platforms is driven by AI. Um, and the, and the augmentation from a, from a uh, business relationship standpoint of the human connectivity and how humans mm -hmm. work together to make business decisions augmented by artificial intelligence is, is, is a key path to the future, in my opinion, to ensure that on both sides of the equation, if you're talking about a business engagement like a buying, selling relationship, it might also be, you know, employee related yeah. with, with a, you know, those types of, of things. But let's just talk about buying and selling since that's kind of the world I live in. Mm -hmm. um, the buyer and the seller are both increasingly going to, are going to be augmented more and more by advanced analytics and AI type of capabilities for, to, to, even if it's something as simple as the, the buyer going and doing some Google searching on various options that they have. You know, I'll take it completely out of the UPS context of if it's like a car situation and the, and the buyer is doing some research on cars, their, their research and understanding of what options they have and what car they might want to purchase is increasingly driven by um, advanced analytics to the point that they go do some searching on Google and then they mm -hmm. pull up their Facebook or Twitter or Instagram account <laughs> and all of a sudden they start to see advertisements for cars that they searched for the day before, yep. right? And now that just reality, their, their inputs that are coming into their reality of how they're going to make their human decision are augmented by advanced analytics, whether they maybe actively seeked it out or did not it right. go either way. And on the seller side, same thing, right? It's increasingly becoming more common that the sellers are powered by insight and information around the types of decisions that the human uh, component that they're going to engage in that buying and selling relationship uh, what might what might be key decision making criteria for various uh, products or, or or customers or whatever it might be, and I think as we can continue to make that more more refined, and that relationship gets better, and and it doesn't have to be a replacement all the way all the time of necessarily the human component. In some cases, it it can be, and can drastically speed up the process of the buying and selling, et cetera. But in many cases, it can make the engagement so much more 
um, powerful and the connection of for the human component to be much stronger. And yeah. uh, that's really what, what, you know, at the lens that I look through it as to how we can augment um, the UPS customer seller relationship um, in such a way that the customer feels like working with UPS um, is the best option for their business. Uh, that, that's very cool. I like it. And, and good connections to, you know, a variety, wide variety of, of things that we all kind of experience and see out there and, you know, how that can relate back to, um, you know, you and your business. So good stuff. All right, Michael, this is then uh, the last question. And I, I'd like to ask all of our guests this, what is your favorite analytics use case of all time? And, you know, this doesn't have to be anything, you know, super fancy. It could be something that you, you know, help get you interested in analytics or a particular article or something like that, that you saw, or of course, you know, something that you're, you've worked on before and you feel is, you know, really impactful. So, you know, I'll let you define favorite, however you kind of want to define favorite, but you know, what is that favorite analytics use case of all time for you? Great, Matt. Thank you for the question. So, um, I actually wouldn't mind hearing a mashup of all the answers that you've gotten to that. <laughs> um, that's probably really interesting. I'm going to define favorite as interesting and forward-looking, um, and as because I think uh, you know, as I look at what what kind of interests me, I'm a car um, nut. I, maybe you, maybe you'd say uh, I've always owned a classic car since I was really young and worked on them with mm -hmm. my dad, and I've just been a kind of gearhead. Uh, for my whole life. And if I look back and see how the, the automobile has changed the world and the mm -hmm. way that we, that we interact with each other and the way that we do business. And, and I'm in an industry where the automobile or aircraft is a key part of Pretty how important. we, yeah. how we uh, support <laughs> our customers. And um, so I, I think I know, something that's just fascinating to me over time is how the automobile has changed. And in, in some ways, it's been kind of a slow evolution. In many ways, it, there's been periods of time where those evolutions have been really rapid, really yeah. quick. Um, the the technology, along with the automobile, has not surprisingly accelerated that. And mm -hmm. um, I, re I remember being in high school where a, a car was considered to be, quote unquote, fast or a lot of horsepower at about 300 horsepower, 350. You were really like, wow, that's that's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, unless you're you know building a high yeah. power race car. <laughs> um but now you can go buy a thousand horsepower car from from the uh, production manufacturer, <laughs> and you know it's a lot of money. But uh, that's that's incredible that you can just buy a thousand horsepower car if you just look back 10, 15 years. But what 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 I think of the analytics use case that's most interesting to me is how is artificial intelligence and autonomous driving going to change how we uh, progress as a society? Yeah, and and how we can impact our environment in a big way, right? U UPS, I tie back to work a little bit. Uh, UPS is really committed in making a lot of strides in, in the uh, sustainability place with electric vehicles and, and different types of vehicles. We have some, you know, bicycles in different places. And and even in our, our um, you know, transport uh, space with uh, large trucks, uh, we've, we've uh, had an announcement not that long ago where we were going to partner with Tesla and buy some electric trucks from them. And... I think that the use case would, for me would be, I would love the opportunity and it's not my space, <laughs> but right. I would just find it interesting to, to look at what's the future of how our society behaves with, with just personal uh, uh, interests and how we work together um, in our communities, but also business. How's business going mm -hmm. to get done differently and be enabled differently when you don't have um, the petroleum-based vehicle? Right situation right and 
uh, and that's going to be different. And also the autonomous vehicles. I've seen yeah. some, some, you know, renderings, I guess you might call it, of, of what it could look like uh, as how we travel with autonomous vehicles, you don't need stoplights anymore. You know, it's a yeah. theoretically, right? Right. <laughs> because right. The, the car, you know, you look at these renderings and the cars are just flying back and forth at, you know, two inches apart from each other through an intersection <laughs> of, of 50 cars going through the intersection at one time. And, and it looks like there's no way that, that that's not going to end in a, in a crash. Mm-hmm. And obviously humans could never, could never do that. But the analytics side of me looks at that and says, okay, what does that do to how we how we live and how we do business yeah. and and enables commerce in a different way, and more importantly, I think how does it how could that help us with with healthcare and and uh, equity of financial equity and wealth building and across different demographics that have traditionally been left out um, based on their access to transportation and things like that. So I think that analytics use case for me is is looking forward of how does um, different types of technology and automobiles and autonomous AI uh, technology change how we do that moving forward. And and, um, I know there's a lot of people working on that uh, within UPS and outside UPS. Yeah. Um, And I'm really interested to see kind of how that shakes out um, moving forward. And analytics is is undoubtedly a really key part uh, to that. That's right. I mean, definitely has, you know, massive game changing, um, um, you know, kind of dynamics there. So, I, I agree. They'll be incredibly interesting to unfold. And, you know, the power of analytics being able to make that happen is, um, you know, pretty mind blowing. So Michael, that's cool. Thank you, Michael, for sharing that um, fun stuff. So, you know, once again, I want to thank you for, for joining us. It's been a, a fun conversation. I think lots of great insights for, you know, for leaders and, and, you know, sales operations teams to kind of think through a lot of the challenges and, and um, you know, bits that you've had to deal with. So, so thanks for coming on and sharing, Michael. Thank you.